Come with me. We're going to Silicon Valley. It was the site of endless birthday parties. It was the first place I ever had a... It was the better of the animatronic-themed amusement places in Santa Clara County. I'm talking about Bullwinkle. And when you grew up in Santa Clara like I did, you went to Bullwinkle's. That was where your birthday parties were. That's where you went at least once a year for a fundraiser, usually three or four times. It was a special Friday night place. And in the 1980s, this idea that you could combine food with entertainment with video games really took off. One of the reasons for that is Nolan Bushnell and Chuck E. Cheese. But if you look at the way that Bullwinkles did it, they really took the theming route much, much further than Chuck E. Cheese. So when you walk in, first thing, you get to the parking lot, you come in, and it's this big, wooden, fake log cabin-like thing. And I want to say there were two fake totem poles out front, and maybe there was one inside, too. And you would walk through, and then you'd get into the waiting area, and you'd order your food. And then you had two choices. Go to a round or straight back, and you'd go to the, the dining room, which was massive. And f right there, right as you enter, you walk past a sort of a raised stage. Or you could go to the left and walk into the arcade. And the arcade actually wasn't that big. I know looking back at it now, it was relatively small. Maybe 25, 30 games? And a raised skee-ball area. I'll always remember that. The skee-ball Rank of like eight or ten ski ball. And then the far back, there was a ball pit. And I remember one night, me, Matt Chavesta, one of my favorite people, we ended up uh, doing suplexes into the ball pit. That was the first time I think I ever took a suplex. It was a place of, of pure fun. And you'd order and you'd go and you'd get into the dining room and then they would bring the food. And the food was actually really good. Waffle cut fries, which they called snowshoe fries. And still around here, a lot of times you have people call, even places that call them waffled fries, will call them snowshoe fries because of Bullwinkle. And they had fried chicken that I remember being okay, but really the, the star was the pizza. And in particular, the double-crusted pizza. I think they called it a double-decker pizza. And that was just amazing. I would, I could eat that all day. It's still one of my top five favorite pizzas of all time, San Jose Division. The other four, Pizza Chicago, Pizza Hut. Yes, I know. Roundtables wanted you all meet Marvel, because how could you not? And then Pachi. But that's neither here nor there. The idea of Bullwinkles was that you would eat your food, and while you were waiting for your food, you would play games, or you would watch their shows. And the shows were perfectly timed. The amount of time it took you to eat a meal, you would see both shows. There was a fountain show that was just simple music with fountains going back and forth. It was pretty cute, actually. And then there was the animatronic show, which was Rocky and Bullwinkle and Friends. Now... As a kid of the 1980s, I was obsessed with the 1950s. And part of that was the cartoons of the time. Beanie and Cecil, for example. I love Beanie and Cecil. But Rocky and Bullwinkle, in particular, were two of my absolute favorites. And here you had this restaurant where you could go and see giant Rockies and Bullwinkle standing all over the place. Boris and Natasha. And they had the band concept, like they did at Chuck E. Cheese, which we all also loved. And so Bullwinkles, when you went and there was the stage show, you had Rocky and Bullwinkle in the center. You had Underdog. You had Dudley Do-Right. I remember there being Boris and Natasha, too, but maybe I'm wrong on that. But it was it was just a phenomenal place. And you had the Penguin. What was his name? Uh, there were all sorts of just things. And it was beautifully themed. 
It was just amazing. And it was a type of place that, again, I'm going to harp on this, so you better get used to it. It's this idea of a location for families. Because the kids went there to play video games. The families went there so that there was something to occupy the kids while the rest of the family enjoyed their their dinner. And this idea that you had a a full meal ready for sort of this idea that you would you would be in a place that was contained where the food was decent nothing spectacular where you could get a dollar 30 monday night salad bar <laughs> or a personal pepperoni pizza for two bucks plus you got the free show with it plus you had the video games that you could spend massive amounts of money on it was the idea that you could just have a good time in a location with your family, where most of the time you actually weren't with your family. But let's not belabor that point. The idea of Bullwinkles was a place that everyone would go together. And that's gone now, more or less. Chuck E. Cheese is still around, of course. It always will be around. To be honest, let's let's just admit that's a concept that just won't die, largely because there are folks who just love it so much. And it makes sense, at least to me. But what's fascinating about Bullwinkles to this day, that when I think of Bullwinkles, what I think of is a place that was designed for families that ended up being a defining element in the transition of Santa Clara Valley. Here's why. Because in 1996, Bullwinkles closed. I was away at school. I was in Boston. And when I came back, it was closed. It hadn't reopened yet. But when it did, it reopened as the Avalon, a, what's the best way to put it? Reopened as Avalon, which was a nightclub 100% catering towards dude bros is the best way, I guess, to put that. It wasn't a family place, definitely. It was a location for, it was a meat market to a degree, but it was more, it was more the idea that this place that had been a family location, somewhere that hundreds of kids had thousands of memories of, had been pushed aside for a new thing that was focused specifically towards what was happening at that time. That was the tech boom young people. And the food there was awful, but (laughs) they had some good shows. But I could never walk in without the feeling that it was Bullwinkle, just with all the parts that made Bullwinkle's cool stripped away. And if you think about it for a minute, we're still going through that. We're still in this idea that Bullwinkles, that all of these sort of family places are not as important as catering to the 20s, 30-somethings with disposable income, which is a shame because Silicon Valley used to be a family place. And places like Bullwinkles, they represented that. (laughs) 